emergency room for quite a few hours yesterday with one of my kids. I got to tell that story just because I'm always entertaining stuff happening in the emergency room. Oh, boy. Always. Well, yeah. Yeah. And I thought, you know, a Monday at 1130 in the morning. Nope. Still. Still plenty of. What's what's that guy screaming about? What's wrong with her? What's wrong? It's an exhausting place, man. It is a place you really don't ever want to be. But more even on that later. thinking about the emergency room oh, makes yeah. me tired and depressed. Yeah. Yikes. Oh, man. So much good stuff to get to today. The, the cop who got home, but it wasn't her home, and shot dead the guy who was in his home. Oof. What exactly happened with that? Has it been handled properly? Uh, really kind of odd and, and, and troubling. Oh, boy. What, what else do we have? New plans for automatic fines if you use too much water. And Understanding. Dirt. And America says goodbye to Subway's $5 footlong. Goodbye, $5 footlong. <laughs> Which wasn't actually a footlong. Wasn't that one of the problems? So we will discuss after listening to the following. It is from one Tucker Carlson, his show, which I find incredibly compelling and well-researched at times and slightly loony at others. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. that's it's a fairly good description of our show. It's interesting that way. Yeah. Um, he does look at his guests like they're eating a bowl of mayonnaise. <laughs> Correct. Straight from the jar. <laughs> Straight with a spoon or a bowl. Uh, so anyway, um, this his introduction, which we've cut off, <clears throat> has to do with... Uh, the concern, the seemingly uh, omnipresent concern about Russia meddling with our election and having bought ads on Facebook, uh, trying to influence uh, the results, etc. Um, and, um, and then he gets into, well, we'll, we'll let him uh, speak for himself. Then why has almost nobody said anything about the tech monopolies that now dominate the exchange of information in this country? If a few dozen Facebook ads are enough to subvert an election... Shouldn't we be worried about Facebook itself, which controls literally billions of ads? A couple of times on this show, social scientist Robert Epstein has pointed out that Google alone could determine the outcome of almost any American election just by altering its search suggestions. We'd never know what happened. Oh, say tech defenders, don't worry. These are businesses. They exist to make money, not to push political agendas. Well, it turns out that's not true, and we can prove it. An email obtained exclusively by this show reveals that a senior Google employee deployed the company's resources to increase voter turnout in ways she believed would help the Clinton campaign win in the last election. The email we obtained came from a woman named Eliana Murillo, the former head of Google's multicultural marketing department. She sent the email on November 9, 2016. That was one day after the presidential election. That email was subsequently forwarded by two Google vice presidents to more staff members throughout the company. In her email, Maria Murillo touts Google's multifaceted efforts to boost Hispanic turnout in the election. She notes that Latinos voted in record-breaking numbers, especially in states like Florida, Nevada, and Arizona, the last of which she describes as, quote, a key state for us. She brags that the company used its power to ensure that millions of people saw certain hashtags and social media impressions with the goal of influencing their behavior during the election. Elsewhere in the email, Murillo says Google, quote, supported partners like Voto Latino to pay for rides to the polls in key states. She describes this assistance as, quote, a silent donation. Murillo then says that Google helped Voto Latino create ad campaigns to promote those rides. Now, officially, Voto Latino is a nonpartisan entity, but that is a sham. 
voter Latino is vocally partisan. Recently, the group declared that Hispanics, all Hispanics, are in President Trump's, quote, crosshairs. They said they plan to respond to this by registering another million additional Hispanic voters in the next presidential cycle. Voter Latino is a group with clear political goals, goals that Google supported in 2016. We asked both Google and Voto Latino for clarification. What exactly did Murillo mean by a silent donation? This is a potentially significant legal question. Neither company responded to us. At the end of her email, Murillo makes it clear that Google was working to get Hillary Clinton elected. This wasn't a get out the vote effort, whatever they say. It was not aimed at all potential voters. It wasn't even aimed at a balanced cross-section of subgroups. Google didn't try to get out the vote among, say, Christian Arabs in Michigan or Persian Jews in Los Angeles. They sometimes vote Republican. It was aimed only at one group, a group that Google cynically assumed would vote exclusively for the Democratic Party. Furthermore, this mobilization effort targeted not the entire country, but swing states vital to the Hillary campaign. This was not an exercise in civics. This was political consulting. It was, in effect, an in-kind contribution to the Hillary Clinton for president campaign. Okay. And at one point, uh, a little later on, he points out that within one of those emails from this gal, uh, she expresses shock and horror and some regret that 30% of Hispanics voted for uh, Donald Trump. Um, And their expectation had been that it would be nearly exclusively a Hillary vote. So this is a multifaceted problem-slash-head-scratcher. You got the conduit of information in America. Uh, Which, as of yet, has been, hasn't been named a monopoly. Right. Even though it's, you know, it is yeah. what it is. Being nakedly, partisanly political while seeking to uh, hide that from the populist. The populist. The campaign contribution thing, I'll let people who worry about that sort of thing worry about that sort of right. thing. Um, I'm not really concerned about Michael Cohen paying off whores, um, you know, the amount matters and what they're doing matters. I am much, much more concerned about Google's ability to massage search results, you know, get hashtags in front of people, et cetera, than I am um, a couple of uh, 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 women saying I, I banged Donald Trump. I mean, I just please. So the significance of the one is dwarfed by the other. Right. That whole search results thing is interesting. Um. Computers do that. Algorithms do that, not human beings, right? But the human beings set the algorithms. But so you you search something and you get different results in Los Angeles than you would get in Omaha? Correct. Yeah, that's another thing they pointed out is that you Google always knows where you are and they can change the search results by your locality and specifically in a political season or the day before the election or something like that, specifically in a way to alter who shows up and, and who votes and how. Uh, if I go if I Google uh, Joe Schmedkovich, who is running for Congress uh, in my district, you know, and, and we're trying to hold on to the House or whatever, and everything I, the first eight results on Schmedkovich are the scandals and malfeasance and his ex-wife saying that he's a bastard, the rest mm-hmm. of it. I mean, that could have a material Sure. Effect on the election. And there are some who believe that Google could flip uh, virtually every uh, uh, toss up or leaning uh, contest it wanted to. You know, if it's a 60 40 thing, they're probably not going to be able to do anything but uh, the wobblers.
Um, well, certainly no publishing outfit has ever had uh, that sort of power or reach. So that's new yeah. on the scene. Nobody's ever had that kind of reach. My guess would be, and I don't know this, my guess would be is that they have, you know, a political bent. Um, you know, we heard from that girl there and everything like that. But they haven't actively gotten into politics to really try to, like, make that their mission. Mm-hmm. But if they did, if at some point they did, yeah, like maybe in the 2020 presidential election, you wonder what they could accomplish. Now, well, it seems pretty clear that they did, in 2016, attempt to get her done. Why is this different from companies like the Koch brothers or the NRA actively trying to get Republicans elected into into office? Well, that's, I mean, uh, number one, that's uh, you know campaign contributions have to be disclosed, and so you know who's okay. given what so money. Although it. nobody ever looks into it, so right, right, you know right. the average voter has no idea. Um, that's the interesting part of this because I don't have any problem with if you know PepsiCo thinks that uh, Republicans will make people thirsty. And they give money to elect Republicans. You know, it's a collection of human beings, and and political contributions are lawful. Uh, I don't have any problem. Are you I saying don't think companies are people un- too? Exactly. <laughs> Mitt Romney got killed for that. I'm not. I, I am troubled by Citizens United, that famous ruling. Um, but I don't see any other alternative under the First Amendment. But, you know, the reasonable people disagree. So that's why this one is such a head scratcher for me. If they clandestinely are twisting information to their purposes, that's troubling just as a human being and a voter, and I just want people to know it. But at what point, to what extent are they just like a newspaper that leans one direction? Right, exactly. That's allowed, too. Right. And uh, nobody is compelling me to use Google instead of, for instance, Bing or startpage.com, <laughs> which it doesn't uh-huh. track you, et cetera. Um, they're a privacy thing. Um, somebody pointed out I use et cetera too much, and I do. I'm just trying to... Th- it's a fast-moving show! Anyway, um... <laughs> Shut up, you people with that. I don't know. I, I, it's probably, I probably do use it too much. I okay, well, then send them to Joe. F you if you want to send them to me. Yeah, <laughs> bastards. Um, I think everybody needs to know it, though, that Google is a nakedly liberal outfit, yeah. and they are seeking... To change your mind as you search for particularly political information. You are asking the Democrat National Committee for information on the Republican committee or the Republican candidate. Understand that. Yeah, well, we're. You got to hope that uh, in an open, free society like ours, this will shake out over time, but it'll take a while. For everybody, like it took a while for everybody to figure out, oh, the cable channels now come at this from a point of view Mm -hmm. Um, or the newspapers or whatever. But everybody understands that now. Um, It'll take a while. It's a lot easier to recognize than than on cable TV than Google. Yeah, but I didn't know or never thought about until fairly recently that I get different search results depending on where I am or who I am Mm -hmm. with Google. Yeah. Um, yeah, even on a just most basic example, if you just type lunch into Google, it doesn't tell you what the definition of lunch is. It gives you locations around you that you can get lunch. Yeah. They are trying to sell you, yeah. which is fine. Just when it's ideas, that gets a little touchy. Every time I Google kayak, they just show me extra large ones for the bigger <laughs> man. Um, yeah, I, I'm trying to figure out exactly where this falls in uh, the outrage o meter. 
and what could possibly be done about it. Because unlike some of y'all, I, I'm a First Amendment freak and a free exchange of ideas guy, even when it inconveniences me. I think I believe stupidly in the power of educating people uh, as to what's going on, as opposed to asking my wise and benevolent government to step in and and solve my problems. Unfortunately, I think where this probably ends up is uh, they go as far as they've gone or go further and try in terms of supporting one side or the other. Half the country says "f you Google." And goes with some other system, and now we have search engines for people who lean this way and people who lean that way. Yeah, just like we have cable news channels and newspapers, and now shoes and everything else. Uh, I, I Movie want, stars, music. I want to share with you one of my favorite conundra in uh, political science. That's one more than one conundrum. That's exactly right. Yeah. Mm. There are so many conundra to be considered. All right, I that's am. like the third way you pronounce the word. <laughs> Several beeves with your use of conundrum. <laughs> you win. Um, uh, so I'll, I'll talk about that in a couple of minutes in, 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 in lighter fare, too. But uh, this might be the American political question of the next decade. Had a weird, scary thing happen in the emergency room, which I know sounds a little redundant. You're at the emergency room. By oh, definition, man. there should be something weirder and scary going on for you to be there, but not related to me. Right. Uh, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. At a campaign rally on Saturday, Senator Ted Cruz said that liberals want Texas to be just like California, right down to tofu and silicon and dyed hair. Really? Ted Cruz, you're coming out against dyed hair? Your hair is so black, it voted against you. Wow. Wow. That's edgy. Told you it wasn't fair, but... As a joke construction. <laughs> Ted, I like that Ted joke. Cruz could lose in Texas. That's amazing. We'll see. Yeah. We got 56 days to go. I'm not ready to weigh into that yet. That's a long time, 56 days. I have a bit of enthusiasm for the idea of uh, taking a snapshot of the polls, say, three days before the election, and then uh, matching it against all the results. Because of, you know, the 2016 sure. poll debacle. Mm-hmm. I did find this kind of interesting, though. The So... Ted Cruz said he took a swipe at tofu. They want to, you know, they're yeah. trying to bring tofu to Texas. Well, Texas produced $61 million of soybeans in 2017. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> He's lost the, the soybean farmer vote. L-Y-I-N apostrophe lion Ted. Oh, man. So I uh, was at the emergency room yesterday with one of our kids. And I'll get to several conundry in a moment. And um, uh, I won't get into the end of the end of the stuff on my end, but we're so we're in the room finally, and you know it takes forever at the emergency room. There, there's lots of people there. I I've never been to the emergency room at eleven thirty on a on a Monday morning, but there's still lots of people there. But you finally got past the desk. (laughs) Well, yeah, it was actually fairly efficient, but again, there's lots of people there, and you got to wait. So, but when we finally got in there, um, at some point, and I don't know exactly what happened. But somebody went berserko down the hall from oh boy. us. Oh, boy. And we heard screaming, No, God, God, 
I didn't do it. And I can shut it out. And I thought, is this one of those I'm about to hear gunshots sort of things? Oh, Honest yeah. to goodness. Sure. My wife got over to the door and she said, you get over here. And I got around the bed in the tiny room. I got over there and I held the door so it didn't have a lock on it. First thing I looked at, I held the door so that you'd have to, you couldn't turn it if you wanted to come in. Mm-hmm. But this, this guy was clearly had lost it out of control and he was screaming i didn't hurt anybody i didn't hurt anybody and i'm not and i thought i don't know what this guy but he's insanely dangerously wants to hurt somebody mad wow and i didn't know if he just walked into the building and was starting to sh- gonna sh- you know sure that's the first thing that popped into my head yeah. which is a, a sign of our times because 15 years ago that same situation i don't think it would have even crossed my mind but that was the first thing that popped into my head am i about to hear gunshots what are my options here? Right. Um, they sound like they were few. Yeah, they were few. Uh, uh, but anyway, so then there are no gunshots, and I thought, okay, I'm going to peek out the door. So I open the door, I peek out, and the, there's, there's a security guard there, a security guard. I was trying to see, is he armed? He looks to be about my age, which isn't good. No. Uh, he was significantly bigger and in better shape than me, which is good. But I couldn't tell if he was armed or not. But there was serious screaming, and he kind of gave me the... Kind of eyeball like a wink or whatever. Like, I got this. And I thought, oh, okay, we're all right. Yeah, boy, <laughs> another one of these. Yeah. But I had no idea what was going on. Just, I don't know. We we uh, we actually had some training on this fairly recently, but um, there was no window. There was no other door. Um, right. You <laughs> hope they don't pick your room, I guess, is wow. what you do in that situation. Wow. Yeah. Good Lord. That's yeah. chilling. Yeah, it was That's weird. Oh, my, and my and 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 Laura put her hands over Henry's ears. Said, "There's a the baby crying. You're not going to want to hear it or whatever." Just because right. that would have freaked him out. I yeah, mean, this, this guy was clearly insanely mad. All the ER people are just walking around like whatever. Because I think when you work in an ER, I'm yeah. guessing every experience I've ever had with an ER, and it's only a handful. It's always craziness going on. Nurses, doctors, orderlies working in ERs, and and I know we have plenty of them listening. Go ahead. Send us your best story. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. What a, Sorry, I just had some of my protein shake, and it's so cold, it makes my tongue work poorly. <laughs> my apologies. What a fascinating lens to view humanity through. The oh, emergency the ER? room. Oh. I wonder if it makes you... Oh. I, I wonder if it's nice to not have a boring job. Or if it wears you down to where you hate humanity, mm. or any... include that in your note, mailbag, and all of a you get it. <laughs> and you, you'd also see a lot of really sad stuff. Yeah, oh, you'd yeah. see a lot of really sad stuff. That's you very know. true. Accidents are terrible. And... Yeah, but anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, just quick, uh, quick uh, show of hands. Can anybody think of a single segment of the show this morning where Jack hasn't brought us down? <laughs> very, very doer this morning, sir. <laughs> Maybe I'll walk the streets today looking for happy people, <laughs> see if I can change their hey, mind. You, Smiley, come over here. <laughs> <laughs> What's coming up your news, Marshall? That last ditch plea to stop a major massacre in Syria. We got. Well, I don't cheer people up. We got California Governor Brown issuing a sweeping clean energy order for all of us. And Jeopardy host Alex Trebek stuns viewers. Coming up. He's still the host of Jeopardy. I thought he was stepping down. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. between the FBI lovers that uh, raise another interesting point and 
who is holding these back and revealing them in drips and drabs? That's I, I don't get yeah. that part of the story either, but yeah, no stay kidding. tuned for that. So very quickly, one of the things that uh, we who think about politics wrestle with is that you know, a system like ours, getting everybody to vote sounds like a very noble goal, um, and, and it is. On the other hand, when you're talking about uneducated people in particular and uh, poor people, they vote in enormous uh, numbers. I mean, it, the trend is unmistakable. It's it's huge uh, for uh, bigger government and for things to be given to them. And so when you are trying to empower the poor, you are empowering one political party over the other. And in a lot of our opinions... It's for the sort of government that ruins societies and, and, and you know, it, it brings them down financially. Uh, and so, uh, you know, active suppression of voting is a horror and a felony and should be prosecuted wherever it exists. Um, on the other hand, anybody who speaks in high-minded terms about registering the poor to vote is registering liberal voters. And any political science scientist will tell you that. So, uh, I just like people being honest, which makes me a jackass and a fool and naive. How about the news now with Marsha Phillips? Issuing a last-ditch plea to the world. Turkey's president calling on the international community to act toward preventing a Syrian government offensive against Idlib, the last major rebel stronghold in Syria. In an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal, President Erdogan said the offensive on Idlib would create serious humanitarian and security risks for Turkey, the rest of Europe, and beyond. I would agree. His comments coming days after Iran and Russia backed a military campaign in Idlib despite Turkey's pleas for a ceasefire. Turkey has been trying to get things calmed down, and so far they have been ignored. They care about refugees into their country. They're not worried about, uh, I don't think. And restive Kurds. They're not, uh, it's not all because, well, we don't want innocents to die. Right. They've got their own personal interests there. An old Erdogan who's a crank, um, he's been pivoting toward Russia and away from NATO lately, so that's interesting that Russia could be about to do something that will enrage Turkey. And so I heard um, one international report, and there's not that many reports on this because the world doesn't care about this sort of stuff, and certainly the United States doesn't, apparently, our media. But um, the talk of chemical weapons and this right. and that, and Trump warned about chemical weapons and said they're slaughtering us with regular weapons. You know, if you end up dead, uh, it doesn't matter a whole lot whether it was a, a regular old bomb or, or chlorine gas. Sure. California is committed to getting all its electricity from clean sources and eliminating electricity produced by fossil fuels by 2045. And so Governor Brown has signed legislation ahead of hosting a summit in San Francisco on worldwide climate change. Leaders are going to be getting together to discuss this. He has issued an executive order. We will not be using fossil fuels in the state by 2045. Better get those unicorns on the treadmill then. Start whipping them. Is it an executive order or is it going to be a law? I mean, is this the sort of thing that the next governor could say, nah, we're going to go the other direction? I've heard Like Trump has done with Obama's executive orders? I've heard both things. Yes, no, up, down, but uh, Jerry is pushing hard for this. California is committed to doing whatever is necessary to meet the existential threat of climate change. And yes, it is an existential threat. No, it's not. No matter what the naysayers may say, say it is a real 
present danger I see to California and to the people of the world. You're an aged dope. That's what I say. Existential threat. That means it could wipe out the state. How is that going to happen? Well, well, if ocean levels rise 400 feet. Well, and then yeah. the effect California can have on the world. Right. Which is nil. You're trying to lead other people? Is that what you're trying to do? Exactly. A shining example. Turns out people aren't washing their hands properly these days, and that's sending plumes of bacteria and germs and FM and into the air. matter, of course. Yeah. By jet dryers in bathrooms. Are you saying what? <laughs> what was the first part, though? People are washing their hands less or more? Aren't washing their hands they aren't? Properly. properly. Oh, properly. Right. Okay. It's a technique Thoroughly. issue. Gotcha. Thoroughly. Sending the More plumes. than we used to, though? So has there been a change? Well, here's the deal. Because okay. when you combine not washing your hands properly, and then you use one of those jet dryers. Right. Th- th- those things are way too loud. Yeah. They bother me. And my son, who's got sensory things, he, they make him cry. So we can't go into the bathroom. Oh. They're so loud. Yeah. They're like a freaking jet engine. Mm-hmm. And they turn on immediately, so it's perfectly quiet. You're in a quiet room, having a nice little alone time. Wash your hands, dry, and press the button. <laughs> and just, it's, it's, there's got to be a way to make them quieter. Recyclable towels, please. Yeah. What's old is new. Come Re- back to research- the towel. Researchers have found that hospital bathrooms with jet dryers have five times as much bacteria and FM than those that just use paper towels. Wow, hospitals, by definition, dens of disease. Yes. So the report is urging the hospitals to get rid of the jet dryers. Yes. Alex Trebek bringing a new look, rocking a new look in the 35th season of Jeopardy. The game show host stunned viewers when he came out with a beard yesterday. A bearded Trebek. Yes. I'm stunned. I watch Jeopardy all the time. I'll get a question answer right eventually. Check and mate Trebek. Trebek was saying things just got out of hand while he stopped shaving during his summer vacation. So he came back out with full beard. This is what passes for excitement on Jeopardy. (laughs) That's funny. I'm a bitch. You know know what, Alex? It became clear to me uh, last night. And, you know, I'd had suspicions. But my wife, who, uh, you know, anybody who knows uh, the show knows I, Joe Getty, adore my wife. I'm so glad to be married to her. But she's an anti-beardist. She has virulent and troubling anti-beard attitudes. So are most every woman I've ever talked to. It's beard envy. It's my interesting that it's it popular probably among... probably is. It's Freudian. Yeah. It's interesting that it's so popular among dudes, yeah. since dudes' number one goal in life generally is to get some sex. Because yeah. most women don't like the beards. Well, my son is rocking an amazing beard right now. It's it's somewhere between hipster and ZZ Top. <laughs> and uh, I, we were sending along, it was kind of a throwback thing. I saw a picture on uh, on our wall of uh, my son and I and my buddy Brian and his brother Kevin, all of us uh, pictured post-golf, given the camera on I'm a hard-ass look, ran all rocking beards. And and Judy's comment was that, you know, I just, if it's close cropped, I mean, anything more than a half inch, she considers some sort of horror. <laughs> and I, I, every picture I see of me in a beard, I like it. But my wife's an anti-beardist. So you're thinking that's most of womankind, huh? Almost every woman I know and have ever it's ever come up, they hate it. They think it's disgusting. Wow. Um, but 
So, Trebek, is this going to help him get whores in San Francisco having a beard? Or? <laughs> oh, jeez. Wow. Allegedly. Wow. Wow. Listen, yeah. Put on my underwear. Yeah, oh, that, that comment was just perfectly appropriate to the discussion. <laughs> what is <laughs> not a sick and pathetic attempt to bring, out, to bring down the Canadian icon. What is uncalled for? <laughs> Yes. So we're just going to pretend we don't remember the story where he was she out in the hallway? was ooching about the hallways. Yes, His door was unlocked. Unlocked. Somehow. Right. right. Yes. She, she attempted thievery. He rose naked, put on his underwear, and, and pursued her in the name of justice. Chased her down the hall. Right. In his underwear. Yes. yes. Tackled her, I believe. I put on my underwear. What do you want him to wear? A suit in bed? <laughs> Poor man was the victim, and you're making him out to be some sort of perv. <laughs> I won't have Son it. Son of a bitch. Right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting to get a show, the conscience of the nation. <laughs> what is I'll uncalled for? Personal grievances being played out on the air for 200, Alex. <laughs> Dallas with you. It's a fine man. <laughs> yeah. Is a weak cover story a topic? Because that'd be a good uh, topic for questions. Oh, boy. So clear what was going on there. What's amazing to me is that Mrs. Trebek was going along with it because they were there together, right? A daily double. <laughs> All right, stop now. Holly is stopped. Hilarious. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The new article has some disturbing allegations like this one when a television executive says that she entered Moonvez's office to discuss a work matter and he said that he was going to get a glass of wine. He left briefly and when he returned she said he was not wearing pants and was aroused. Wow. That is an impressive way to open a bottle of wine. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So what's most interesting about that, of course, is unless they all get together and share recipes or something, that's the just naturally arrived at Pervo playbook. Uh, wow. You just walk in with your wang out, whether it's a robe or your pants off or whatever. This is what they all do. Charlie Rose, Weinstein, Moon Vez. You name it. That's... And the woman reacts by saying, oh, you have a penis. Awesome. And it appears to be that you have some interest in me. Ready well, for use. Perfect. Boy, the most interesting aspect of, to me is that this guy's just disclosed as a rapist, essentially, and they're making jokes about it on late night TV. I, and everybody I, else, isn't that hilarious? Woo! People yell. Huh? Seems odd to me. But... Yeah, James Corden took a much more somber note when he was addressing it also on CBS like Stephen Colbert. But uh, there, there was a lot of how is this going to be handled? When uh, when they came back, because they were just coming mm-hmm. back off of like a week and a half of uh, vacation too. Yeah, <sighs> that's something. And as you always say, you would you would get there where you're 60 years old and you're still doing that. It's because it must work. Sure, you, at least sometimes. Where these 13 women that we're hearing about are the times it didn't work. There, who knows how many times it did? God, and there could Although be, it didn't it come be. out till now. So yeah. Well, in some of them. Ended up 
executing a sex act on the guy, so it did work. Right. You know what I mean? Executing a sex act. That's an interesting phrase. Yeah, well, it's, I'm not going to d- describe it in any romantic terms. Would you like to execute a sex act? Well, no, you wouldn't ask somebody to do that. That's my point. Tell you what, it would have never occurred to me. You know what? I'm going to find out if she's <laughs> willing or not. I'm just going to walk in, showing what I got. It's time saver. I would I would have thought. I would still think. Time saver. With somebody I barely know or were, you know, in the early dating phase or whatever, I would think they're going to call. But first of all, they're going to call me a pervert. They're going to run out of room and they might call the police. That's what I would assume. And you'll never see them again. Oh, unless yeah. Unless it's in a court. The last thing I would think is going to happen yeah. is that I'm going to have sex. Right. That's the last thing I would think is going to happen. Right. But these guys, they well, think it will happen and it must. They have something everybody wants in Hollywood. The amoral cesspool Sodom slash Gomorrah of America that will uh, lecture us on how to live our lives and work very, very hard to get one party elected. Is that a coincidence? I say no. But I'm not sure what that means. Hmm. Anyway, uh, it's certainly an effort to tar all Democrats as rapists. Fantastic. I'm sorry, was that out loud? Yeah. Um, (laughs) 42% of customers paid at least one credit card bill late last year. Uh, I think I probably did. You know what I did the other day? I did this. I never do this. Hmm. Shopping for clothes. I think it was Old Navy. Back to school shopping. You bought some women's clothes. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) No, they always hit you at the register. Do you want to buy a credit card? Sean, you said when you sold shoes, that was the main part of your job. Oh, was I, was, I was a credit card pimp. Yeah. I was not a shoe salesman. The only thing I ever no. got checked on was I always, credit cards. I always say no. But this time, she said it would save you $225. Woo! If right I'm now, in. you'd sign up for the credit card. I'm okay. In. I said, well, how long will it take? And she said, I can make it fast. I'm the number one in the store. I said, okay. And she did it in probably 45 seconds. But now I got a new credit card, which, how many weeks ago was that that I got it? I don't even remember. And uh, will I remember to pay it off and shut it down like I intended? They're counting on the fact that I won't. Right. I mean, that's their that's their calculation, is that you won't get around to closing this, or you'll get used to using it, or whatever. But anyway, 42% of people paid at least one credit card late last year. The number one reason is? Forgot. Not, not lack of money. I forgot. Forgot, yeah. Number one reason. I believe it. Had another decent stat I was going to hit you with, too. Four out of five. That's my other stat. An entire industry built on you're busy and you might be late a day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, On the other hand, they let you buy stuff you don't have money for. So, (laughs) a little positive, a little negative there. As as I'm trying to further educate myself in in terms of financial responsibility, I heard somebody describe the, the credit score as just a tracker of how much debt you've paid. Or how much interest you've paid over, and that was kind of an interesting mm, paradigm for me to try to assume kind that. Kind of, well, it's, it's 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 a it's, how good a bet you are right. for so, a loan. So here's my other stat for you: They ask people how much their monthly subscription services added up to. Oh boy, only six. No, no, no. Let's not talk about it. Joe, Joe's so bothered by it, he doesn't even want to hear about the no, topic. No, I don't even, I'm, I'm ignoring that aspect of my life, all right? Let me do that. <laughs> Only so s- some people with their weight, some people with how much they drink, I'd prefer not to be honest with myself. Sir. Only 6% knew exactly how much. You're kind of a weirdo. I mean, I, oh, yeah, if you I know could. off the top of your head oh, no. how much all your subscriptions are, but 84% underestimated, and I'm sure I do, because I would think, oh, that's right, my newspapers, or, or whatever. Um, yeah, I'd hate to add them all up. Oh, man. Because you got uh, your obvious ones. You got your cable, your internet, or dish and internet, or whatever. 
I got a couple of newspapers. I got a couple of like guitar lesson things. I've got. I mean, I got my 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 music service of your sure. choice. Yep. Whatever you're doing. Amazon Prime, Netflix. Oh yeah, Amazon Prime. I would have forgotten that. Netflix and Hulu. Yeah. Oof. Geez, I should add that up. It might be if I had it all added up into one number, I might think that ain't good. You got to have a smaller number. You know, if I were going to write a novelization of my life, there was a pivotal moment for me recently. Would you call it an epiphany? The novel wouldn't sell very well because it's not a dramatic pivotal moment at all. In fact, it's stupid. I was ready to uh, pull the plug, uh, yank out my cable. Well, I have satellite. Cut the cord. I was going to cut the cord and go online um, because I figured out with my job responsibilities and all, I can't. I've got to be able to access whatever's hot, whatever people are talking about, all sorts of news, that sort of thing. But I thought, no, I got this covered. I have this covered. Judy and I talked about it. We were there. We were we were there on Friday. Let's do this. All day Saturday, all day Sunday, our internet was out. Oh, there's some sort of fire Which, at the substation or something. I can't even remember what it was. One of the tubes got clogged. Just right. like take a, take a nap all day? It's like a series what? of tubes. Yeah, what do you do? I had no internet service for two days. God, you must just uh, you hunker down in a closet and cry. And I said, nope. Well, I watched uh, my satellite TV. Of all the subscriptions I just mentioned, I don't want to do away with any of them, though. I like them all. I like all those. Why? I should add them up, though. I'll bet it's a chunk of money. Boy, when I'm 80, though, and I'm barbecuing rats to eat right. and thinking about all that money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, if you get the award-winning fourth hour, we're going to talk to the fabulous Lonnie Chen from the Hoover Institution about politics and trends and that sort of thing. If you don't, grab it on the podcast. Wouldn't be barbecuing rats if we didn't have Netflix all those years. Right. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.